Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. You guys, we have, I mean, first of all, we're in October, right? So Halloween is right around the corner, and we're going to continue this month's podcast with kind of creepier episodes. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I have to tell you, I discovered this new podcast, and it's called The Force of Nature Podcast, and it's almost like a true crime podcast, but with animal stories. I found out about it, and I literally was just hooked. I've been binge listening to the podcast, and one of the hosts, Matthew Hamilton, he actually originally reached out to me, introduced himself, and basically kind of introduced his podcast to me, and I'm so happy he did, and honestly, you guys, the podcast is so great that I decided, hey, why don't you guys both come on the show? So the Force of Nature podcast, as mentioned, is almost like an animal true crime podcast. It is hosted by Matthew Hamilton and David Botcher. They are a great duo. They just put a lot of um, you know research information into their episodes, and they cover some of the most fascinating yet terrifying and bone chilling stories in the animal world that like I've ever heard. And matter of fact, I just have to say, this is not an episode for kids. We need, I mean, I'm going to have to put a PG 13 rating on this episode. And it's not because we swear. Like, I don't think any of us swears during this, during this podcast interview. It's just because of the stories. We talk about some of these events that have happened throughout history with animals, including man eaters. We mainly talk about man eaters. Uh, we cover the grizzly guy, Timothy Treadwell, who was killed by grizzly bears in Alaska. We reopen the discussion of the Savo lions with some more information, some stuff I actually didn't even cover in, um, our last episode with the man eaters that I found was just really, really fascinating. So we go more in depth with the Savo man eaters. We also talk about the animal that holds the record for killing the most humans in history. This is a man-eater, and this animal might actually shock you. This animal killed the most people in history. So please make sure to stay tuned to find out which animal that was and how many people she actually killed. I guess you guys know it's a she. Once again, I have to preface this, and I have to say this is all extremely rare. These stories are just fascinating, and I think that's why people uh, really like true crime podcasts and people like murder mysteries and unsolved mysteries because there's some type of weird fascination we have with them. And when you involve animals, I mean, you guys, I was just hooked. A lot of these stories took place back in the day, like that man-eater I told you about, the number one man-eater that has killed the most people in human history. This happened in the early 1900s, so please keep that in mind. But once again, this is a PG-13 episode. This is uh, not for young ears. Some of these stories are pretty crazy. So with that said, before we get to it, as always, please, please, I am asking you to please make sure to leave a review of the show on iTunes. It honestly helps the show get out there. And I, I know I say that every episode and some of you might be like, oh yeah, whatever. But I mean, honestly, I know, I mean, I know a lot of you are listening and I just honestly taking 30 seconds would really, really help get the show out there. And if you want to support the show, please head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash animals to the max. You get behind the scenes, exclusive access to what's coming up in the podcast 
podcast, uh, access to what's coming up on, on my YouTube channel, an opportunity to actually have a one-on-one virtual, I guess, Q&A with me. There's a lot of benefits and all the money goes back to the show to invest in your equipment, web hosting fees, all that type of good stuff. So please make sure to check that out. And if you want uh, more behind the scenes of just this podcast, uh, check out my social channels at Corbin Maxi on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I am huge. Well, I guess I guess on uh, I should mention Twitter. Twitter's just kind of dead for me. I don't know about you guys. I'm just kind of over Twitter, but I guess I'll put that in there too. I guess I'm still on Twitter, but uh, TikTok and then uh, YouTube. I'm still on uh, I'm YouTube. Very very active on YouTube, releasing at least one video a week, and our channel is growing, which is awesome. So check that out. All right, everybody, please welcome to the show the host of the Force of Nature podcast, Matthew Hamilton and David Botcher. I am so excited today because I am joined with Matthew Hamilton and David Botcher from the Force of Nature podcast. Welcome that is to- correct. Thank you, Maxie. It's good w- to be on. Welcome. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the show, man. I am so excited. Wait, do you think my first name's Maxie? <laughs> no, I know it's not, but I just like Maxie better. Okay, nice. <laughs> I was like, wait, how do I break it to this guy when name's Corbin? No, wait, his um, name's Corbin. I knew that, but okay. I, I just like Maxie. That's, I don't know. That's I've listened to your show multiple times throughout the months and i just it's maxi that's what it is it's just one name you can just go by maxi <laughs> you think it. so i used to hate the last name maxi because in middle school i would get maxi pad yeah, and i would hate that. it so i would uh, like so so when they would call like when they would teachers would call attendance i'd try to beat them to it they'd be like corbin matt and be like here here before like is when they'd say maxi people would freak out okay i just want to say i am a huge new brand new fan of the podcast and i have binge listened to the show for the last, I mean, the last two days. And I want to say, so Dave, or, or Matt, actually, you reached out to me, right? Yes, correct. Yes, and because we covered something recently. I did something with Man Eaters and the Savo Lions, and you reached out. And, dude, I'm so happy you did, man. I, I am, too. It's it's fun how that can happen. But, yeah, you guys just covered the Man Eater uh, man Eating episode, and you guys covered a bunch of Man Eaters that I'm, we're very familiar with. You guys covered the Lions of Savo, Gustav the Crocodile, yeah, uh, some of uh, shark the shark stories as well. But you you kind of missed one, and I was <laughs> I was like I gotta tell him about it. And the one you missed is of course of the Jim Corbett stories. Yes, and he's your man crush, correct? Very uh-huh. yes, yeah. <laughs> it's fair to say uh, that. Yes. Well, I have to say, and at first I got your email and I'm like, oh crap, it's 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 one of those messages like, hey, you know, here's some feedback for the show, but you actually no, it was very, very nice. And in doing so, you introduced me to the pot. Dude, I have been binge listening. You guys, I cannot stop listening to your podcast. It is such a good podcast. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm learning so much, and some of the episodes are horrifying. As we will we will talk about, I finished, and we can get into this later in the pod, but I finished the Timothy Treadwell episode. Dude, yep. dude. That's I, a grisly story, pun intended. <laughs> oh my. See, he's getting better at the puns than me now. He is. I know. Dave, you're usually one of the puns. So tell us really quick, uh, for my listeners, tell us about the Force of Nature podcast a little bit. Why did you guys start this and what is it about? Okay, so it, I was uh, really into podcasts, and I was thinking of something that I could do, and I was trying to think of different things. I wanted to, at first, it was going to be an adventure podcast where we talk about, I don't know, treasure hunts, uh, animals, and but I really stuck with the animal portion of it. They really, really came out to me, and I've been a huge animal guy for since I was a kid. I've loved animals, 
and researching them. So I stuck onto these famous animal stories. And I was like, why don't I just make a podcast about animal stories? And then we started out with kind of, it was kind of like a true crime podcast, mm. but with animals was my initial idea. But then it's kind of grown and it's become so much more than that. We we do cover animal attacks and animal attack stories. That's a big part of us, but it's not all of it. We cover a, an array of different topics. We have solo animal episodes where we talk all about them, go into pop culture wise. We also uh, we've, we have a, uh, episodes not even about animals. We've had a couple Yellowstone episodes. I where love we talk those. About yeah, I know you just went there for the first time. Yeah, and I wish I would have listened to these. I wish I would have played these for too. my wife and our friend. Like, you know, be <laughs> careful because they were going – our friend Courtney was going off the beaten path, and I wish she would have listened to the boiling man who got incinerated. So you listen, just... to the, you listen to the, the, the Yellowstone runs? Oh, heck yeah, man. I listened to all of them. <laughs> I was like I, – I, seriously, I remember Courtney's like, I'm fine. I was like, you have to stay on the path, and I'm going to play this episode for her because – yeah, I mean, you guys, you yeah, know. Don't go on the path and mm -hmm. don't fall into a boiling hot pool of acidic water. There was oh, actually God. another story of that that just ha happened within the past week. Really? I didn't oh, even yeah. see that one. Yeah, oh, I was a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, it is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Kind of oh, yeah. They, I, I do remember now. Yeah. I think is the the child survived. So yeah. It's, yeah. Not a death, it's not a deathy story. No. But... It's terrifying. In Yellowstone, it ain't Disneyland. That's your guys' yeah, and it really isn't. And when I was there, I saw so many idiots, though, with the bison and then people trying to get close to wolves and grizzly bears. And I'm just like, what oh, in wolves, the world? Huh? Wow. Well, dude, dude. So I OK, total sidetrack. But we there was a grizzly bear who stole a uh, pronghorn carcass from a pack of wolves. And the oh, wolves, so cool. it was so cool. It was in the Lamar region. And then anyway, the four black wolves came back to try to get it back from the grizzly bear. And you have two tourists coming down from the valley, trying to get closer to try to get a photo with the uh, bears and the wolves. And they weren't, I mean, they weren't like super close, but it still was to the fact if, if grizzly wants to run, they can run 35 miles an hour. So they would have oh, been yeah, just, yeah. it just, it just blew our mind. So there's a bunch of idiots. And as you, you guys cover a bunch of idiots, I know idiots of Yellowstone. Yeah. That's a whole thing for us. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. just used to those, uh, uh, you know, seeing the documentaries where they've got those, telephoto lenses that yeah. that'll go miles and they're like well if they can do it we can't too and they're on a cell phone where you got to get within three feet I to get the know. same same footage people I think that's where the mess up comes in it does and they think that their animals are nice like the bite and the bison look <laughs> big and dumb and dopey and they kind of look like you know but they're not they're fat exactly they're just they're so fast, but yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the I love the Ellison. Okay, so continue <laughs> with the, about your podcast. All right, back on track. Yes, so you basically cover a variety of different things. I'm fascinated with the animal attacks, and yeah. I don't know. It's I think it's because they're so rare, and some of them go back in history. And I think the stories are you know you get a sense of adventure, and it's just they're exhilarating. And I love the way you guys both do it. Like the research is amazing. You guys, thank you for doing that. Yeah, that's all Matt. Yeah, that is all me. <laughs> well, the, the, the way yeah. we designed it is that I tell I am telling Dave the story as the listeners are at the same time. So Dave is hearing this for the first time, as are the listeners. So he gets a genuine, natural reaction. 
I love that. That's the idea of it. I love that. I Yeah, I, I loved it. And all the research. And I have to say, because you did a fantastic Savo episode on the famous Savo oh, Lions. Was... Were you kicking yourself? Because when I covered the Savo Lions, it was like a 10 minute. It was very, very brief. And were you like, Corbin, what? Or, or excuse me, Maxie, what in the? It was Maxie. Maxie, I have to email this mother. I mean, this is, I literally was like, I, I summed it up, Dave. It was very, it was very brief, you know, anyway. So, and then you guys got, you know, in depth. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, I was I was kicking around a little bit, but <laughs> I, I just had to cool off, you know, take an hour and cool off. And then yeah. I emailed, then I messaged you. You know, <laughs> I was really mad because I, I looked at the Ghost in the Darkness on how bad the ratings were for that, and I, I well, loved the movie. Really that's a great movie. I loved it. Uh, you didn't like it. <laughs> Dave's a Dave's a harsh critic, it's, but yeah, you and I like the critic. But, how? Yeah. That's one of my all time favorite movies. That was like my first rated R movie. The music is one of my favorite. So parts. good. So good. The music. It's so good. And side note, one of my buddies, Dave Salmoni from Animal Planet, he trained those lions. Like, so. Yeah, I remember you telling us. I was like more starstruck, not by Dave, but like talking about the lions. I'm like, wait, 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 you (laughs) actually worked with Caesar and Bongo? You know what I mean? Those lions. It was so. It was so. Like Val Kilmer? The lions. Oh, I could care less about Val. I was like, wait, you got to work with on the lions? And I think one of them attacked Dave at some point. Anyway, not you, Dave, but the other Dave Salmoni. Okay, so. Today I'm having you on because it's October. I want to go more into some of these these man-eater stories and mm-hmm. some of them that have just blown. I mean, my mind is just insane. I would love to touch on some of the, I mean, one of the animals that holds the record for like the, so many human deaths, which I'd love to talk about that. That animal, maybe Timothy Treadwell. I'm going to do my listeners a favor and not play his audio. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> There is audio. You can find, just go on YouTube and find it. How many views does that have? I bet it has millions. I don't know. I really, I don't know. I even think so. But it, in, in the the video is just all black and white because during the attack, oh the, the camera was rolling, but oh. it had a, the lens on. Oh my god! So they found the camera later and they recorded the audio, but not the video of the the, the attack. Okay, so I guess I have to fill the listeners in because uh, I know they didn't just listen to this. But can we talk about right. Timothy Treadwell a little bit? Timothy Treadwell, yes, he was a he's a he was a weird guy to say the least. Are you, are you familiar with him, Max? Heck yeah, dude! And I, <laughs> sorry, I'm just okay. I uh, I've, I've read his book, and or actually, oh, okay. I, I don't think I read his book. I read The Grizzly Man. I don't think that was written oh, by yeah, him. Yeah, I read. Yeah, about. and then and then I saw that movie, which I haven't seen in forever. I really want to see it again, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Timothy Treadwell, he was a, a weird guy in mm-hmm. general. He was a, a wannabe actor. That didn't take part. He, he never got any parts or anything. I remember he actually auditioned for a role in the series Cheers. Yeah. But got beat out by, who was the guy who did it? Ted uh, Danson. No. Is that who you think of? No? Oh, you think Woody of Harrelson. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Got it Harrison. beforehand. Okay, okay. But anyway, he was, yeah, he was a weird guy. And he would spend, he spent about a decade every summer he would go to Alaska and he would just video grizzlies and like camp out there the whole time. Oh, man. And like his 10th or 11th season, he took his girlfriend out there and didn't work out. A new bear came in town because he was actually familiar with all the bears and the bears were familiar with him. But a new bear came in and he was actually genuinely worried about this bear. And I think it was that night or something that that happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's early, isn't it? But yeah, it was like but it was like a day or two after he saw that initial oh, okay. bear. 
Yeah, and people were warning him for years, right? Though, like, hey, man, you're oh, getting yeah. way too close to these because he was touching cubs, right, and bears and stuff. Yeah, he was getting within two or three feet of grown adult bears, and uh, he 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 went on shows too. He kind of became a popular name. He became famous, uh-huh. kind of from it. He went on like Jay Leno and mm-hmm. uh, some other Tonight Show things and talked about his what he did and everybody was like bro you crazy this is nuts you should not be doing this yeah he doing it you know what i loved about him though he was so i guess eccentric is like not even a good word because he's like a good word but he's like even more he's like 10 times like he is like on he's out there yeah you almost wonder and i'm not trying to be judgmental but i guess i am but almost like he's on drugs when you're watching it but he's not he's been sober right since yeah he 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 previously was but yeah you're correct he was off well he was getting high off of nature and he was really high off nature (laughs) <laughs> and he was yeah he was always on his he was on his own for the almost the entire time you're right though i guess when you're isolated you do become a little crazy right you really do yeah, yeah so give him that i guess i guess you're right okay and so people warned him for years what i liked also about timothy is that in his spare time when he would come back from alaska he would i remember in his book would volunteer and go visit schools all around the country and talk mm-hmm. about grizzly bears and do free presentations for for kids and i really like that trying to bring awareness he wasn't a bad guy by any means he was no. just out there yeah and so what happened to poor timothy and amy his girlfriend yeah, well, he somehow he got a girlfriend, and yeah. he took he took her. I believe it was on the entire trip because he would do it months at a time, if I remember right. Uh-huh. And they they actually extended their stay like two weeks because they're like, he wanted to stay a little bit longer, so they extended their stay. And so had they gone home, they could still be alive, oh, but they man. extended their stay a little bit. And it was on the last day that they were supposed to be out there, the last night. They were supposed to be picked up in the morning. Oh my by God. A, a plane and be taken back to the city. But on that night, um, a grizzly bear, the one that I said that he was unfamiliar with, and it was a, he didn't, he, he sensed something was off about it. And that's the one that came in and attacked them in their tent that, that late night. Did he ever carry a gun or bear spray? A gun? No bear spray. I would hope, but I don't know. And it just, ca- it just came into his tent. Correct. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I, we don't know exactly because the only two people there died. Yeah, so, and the, the can't the um, video or audio footage doesn't tell us all the whole story, so we don't know exactly. But we do know that in the video, you can hear um, his girlfriend. Oh, what was her name? Amy. Amy. Uh, we can you can hear her yelling, "Fight back! Fight back!" Oh my God. And while he's he's literally screaming. Because he is getting – and you can hear the the uh, breath of the bear. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. You hear the, yeah. The, the growls of the bear. I, or like the – like it's almost like oh, – like he was like being – I don't know. Like it was – yeah, it was yeah, – You're right, yeah. It was – um, and you warned it because you said, you guys, hey, I'm, we're going to play this audio in the podcast. And I mm-hmm. kind of was like, well, you know, I, I, I think I'm prepared for this. But when you actually hear it, it's it is it's really chilling like i mean i thought i would be i thought i'd be more but it's very it's i don't know maybe it's that sick side of us that's kind of like i mean people want to hear it you know i don't i don't know i i was curious i i guess that's why people have it that's why it's on youtube i mean that's why people yeah yeah but it's it's very chilling and i do want to warn you for especially kids don't i don't would never recommend it for kids Yeah, put a disclaimer on that one i think so but um 
Oh my God. Yeah. It was a very, and it's weird that the camera recorded the whole thing. Not like, but just the audio of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were setting up to record something and that's when it attacked. I don't know all the full details, but the camera was essentially rolling. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Timothy Treadwell. And I'll put the links in the show notes for you to, for you listeners yeah. to check that out. The force of nature podcast. Cause you go more in depth with Timothy and Amy and, 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 a, and a, just a great episode. And, R.I.P. Man, that's a horrible, uh, horrible way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's go. Sorry, it's so somber. Do you guys ever find that when you when you have this podcast, it's like a... oh, well, <laughs> we we try to keep few, things upbeat. There are a few times where we go into somber territory, but most of the time we're pretty upbeat. Yeah, okay. you're probably at the wrong times too. You know, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we shouldn't be, but and then he died, yeah. and Dave's like, <laughs> oh, oh wait. No, that's not funny. Oh my gosh. And I do want to say a lot of this is really rare too. A lot of this is like so rare and that's what makes these stories so compelling. We love animals and we've said that multiple times and we are covering some, not all of our stories are animal attacks. A lot of them, they're just animal based. But when we cover animal attacks, yeah, we, we're, we are aware that these animal attacks are rare and they don't happen often, and we know that side of the animals. Absolutely, yeah, that's probably why people like to listen, hear about them, just yeah. how rare they really are. And yeah, there's a fascination with that. The unknown. It's, it's just like true crime. It, it, there's a fascination with true crime. Oh, it's, now it's true crime with animals. That makes sense because I kind of feel like a sick person over here listening to these. You know what I mean? Kind of like <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a joke, but it's true. It is like true crime, but just with animals. You're totally right. Yeah. People love. Some of the highest rated podcasts are murder mysteries, 100%. Oh, yeah. Just murders. Yeah. yeah. Murders. And, and that's how, that's kind of what teaches us, I guess, things we shouldn't do, you know, when we see stuff like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it's like, you know, that's probably how your parents taught you as a kid. Don't go near that raccoon. It could have rain. <laughs> you know? It could happen. Even though they're just, uh, everything's yeah. so rare, you know. It's, these, these aren't instances you should say, oh, don't, uh, don't ever see an animal very close at all because you never know it could attack, which is true. But why use that as the instance of, you know, the the rarity, the five percent or yeah of whatever becomes the the norm for us for some reason. That's uh, that's why we listen to these and be like, oh man, we get scared like shark attacks. Me and shark attacks. Dave ah. is, is terrified of sharks. Like really? Like I love going in the ocean, but man, that. But you love that's, the that's shark what keeps stories. me out of it. Is well, wait, wait. <laughs> you're terrified of sharks, but yeah. you love shark. And stories. every time I hear a new one, I'm like, okay, maybe I won't go in next time. But uh, I don't know. Well, I have a question, Dave. I I'll buy you. A, I'm just hypothetically. Uh, I'll buy, all inclusive. We're in South Africa, right? And I buy us a great <laughs> a great white cage dive. Would you do it with me? Oh my goodness, cage dive. Um, I- I, no offense, but no. Uh, <laughs> I'm really offended, Dave. <laughs> but, oh, my, my wife wants to do that so bad, and she keeps saying, "Will you do that with me?" No, I'm safe for friends or someone wants to go. I don't. <laughs> really? My wife won't do it either. My wife will not do it. She's like, "Why? Why would I want to do that?" Like, why? Like, what is the point? I've talked to some of my friends have done it. And they said it's the most amazing experience. And they, they say that white shark's eye is so human-like when it's just right up there. They said it's, wow. they say it's human-like. It's not scary. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's what they said. I don't know. A lot of them are marine biologists though. So maybe, you know, to them. <laughs> you know? Actually, Maxie, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Is there an animal that you, you know, Dave's afraid of sharks? I, if I had to pick one, mine would probably be crocodiles. Oh, okay. Scared of. What would be, is there one that you 
are fearful of in a, in a way that you can talk about? Um, you mean like that I've had an encounter with? It could be, or you're just fearful of. Not like, really. Not, no, no. Nothing that sticks out? Nothing that sticks out. Maybe sometimes I've had some close calls with some big pythons. So I had, oh, a, yeah. Okay. I yeah, had snakes a, are a big one for people. And yeah. Birds. Yeah, but. birds, but not that I'm scared of the snakes, but like aggressive snakes. I had an African rock python once that would just strike at the glass. I mean, every time he'd walk by and he was like wow. 10 and a half, 11 feet. And, you know, they're not venomous or anything, but still, you know what I mean? I wouldn't, I still handle him though and have to get him out to clean. Okay. I'm trying to think. I wish I had a better story. Maybe a hippo. For you. <laughs> I love hippos. Well, I mean, yeah, I've been chased. Dude, hippos are terrifying. Like terrifying. Oh. Like we were in a boat and got chased by one in a murky lake and literally they go under. They they charge and then they just mm-hmm. go under and all you see is just bubbles and you're in this rinky deep mm-hmm. boat and the you know your little your little you know guide from Africa is like, "Hold on." You know, it's it's so <laughs> it's so terrifying. And um yeah, I guess hippos can be pretty scary, but they're so cool too, dude. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're definitely all of them are cool. Crocodiles are amazingly cool. But they kind of scare me. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and I, I guess my worst bite would be from an alligator. That just happened about a month and a half ago. I almost lost my middle finger, Dave. Oh, oh my really? goodness. Yeah, it was this finger right here. She almost took it off. I was uh, just got a little too close cleaning her pool while filming. And yeah, yeah, lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, wow. that's true. Fair enough. Crazy. And the thing is, you were just... giving her the bird, were you? During no, that? I was. <laughs> dude, it was so stupid. It was so dumb, and it was my. And I've been working with crocs for, and you know, cro- crocodilians, I should say, for like seventeen years. And yeah. I've never usually had. And she's six and a half feet, by the way. Her name's Chompers. Oh. Haha, kind of a funny name <laughs> nice. now. Yeah. And I, I just got too close to my phone. I was filming just a stupid Instagram story, and just, just got too close, and just. It happened in a blink of an eye. And that's the thing with these attacks. It just happens. And all of a sudden, I'm oh, yeah. just like, just bam. My blood, my my finger was filleted like a lobster. That's what it kind of looked like. You know, if you cook a lobster Ooh. and it comes out, it just, the flesh, blood was everywhere. I mean, I just, I dropped to the floor. It was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wish I would have had my camera. I should. That's the thing. I wish I, if I would have filmed it, that would have got our YouTube channel. That would have got, got more hits. Dude, so <laughs> many hits. I know. But my instinct was like, screw it. I'm not going to. I just wanted to go make sure that my still had. I mean, you could see a lot of the flesh. I want to make sure my finger was okay. But yeah, no, 100%. Uh, Next time I get bit, I need to keep that camera record, rolling. Yeah, we yeah. record it, the whole thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Instigate it into a we death want, roll We or want you to you be know, one of our stories. Uh, oh, my. Don't get too bad. No. Oh, so that I can make a cameo on your to podcast. Be on one of our stories. Yeah, right. Be like, <laughs> this guy knew it. It was coming. But here's the deal. But you know what? It was not her fault. It was my fault, 100%. Oh, yeah. And I took it. And that's yeah, the thing. Cool. And people who have exotic animals, it's like playing with a loaded gun. It could go off at any time. I mean, it really can. Very true. Very so, true. and I've been attacked by big pythons. And anyway, we that's, I guess, a different story for a different day. But it's just kind of the, that's the work, you know, that's kind of what you, what you sign up for. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of these characters. And you initially talked to me about your man crush, Jim Corbett. Let's talk about this guy. That's yeah. That's probably my favorite guy in history. I don't know what it is about him, but yeah, definitely he is my man crush. I'll give him that. Wow. He's a he's a writer, he's a naturalist, you know, yeah. uh, an author. He's an um, environmentalist. He was yeah. a hunter. Mm-hmm. He's so many things across the board, and he's done 
a lot of great things for India. And oh, yeah. there's a national park, Jim Corbett National Park there mm-hmm. in India, mm-hmm. which houses a lot of these tigers. But what he is probably most famous for is the hunt. He was a hunter of man eaters, man. hunter of man eating cats, uh, tigers and leopards specifically. And he it was, this was in the early 1900s and he was a British guy. This was when the British uh, ran India. So he was big there and uh, very prevalent. And he would literally go on these sometimes weeks, sometimes month long hunts for these man eaters. And these man eaters, we're talking, these are heavy hitters. Like Jack the Ripper ain't got nothing on these oh, guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. You I got mean, the um the probably well this is the single the one tiger the Champawat tigress and I think I'm saying that right Champawat tigress has the most recorded kills of any single animal in recorded history 436 confirmed kills that is what you wow would, that is insane for one right? cat and was it over a span of several years oh yeah definitely a span for several years yes. Wow. And first, it, first she was in uh, Nepal, and then she moved down. She killed like 200 people in Nepal, and then she moved down into India. Oh, my. And this is a Bengal tiger? Bengal tiger, yes. Oh, my. And a tigress, a female. Oh, my God. Dude, that's terrifying. Female tiger. And so Jim Corbett, the, um, there's another tiger species called the Indochina, Indochinese tiger. Mm-hmm. Its Latin name is... Uh, Panthera tigris corbetti. It's named nice. after Jim Corbett. That's so awesome, so, man. That is cool. I like that part. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. And I'm so shocked. And you said this in your podcast. They don't have a movie about this guy. Yeah. No, not a, they should make a movie. This is legit. I mean, yeah. Ghost in the Darkness type of, it could be that. Or I say get Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. To do <laughs> oh, it. to play him. I still need to Google a picture of Jim Corbett. I mean, you said he okay, looks like the safari guy. Let me tell you exactly what he looks like. Okay. He looks exactly what you think he would look like. <laughs> it's okay. like the very typical safari outfit, like khakis, uh-huh. shirt, hat, mustache. Okay. Just exactly what you think of is him. Okay. It's awesome. You know what? I think I'm going to look him up right now. I, I have to. Okay. I just want to look him up right Okay. Can I, can I tell you? And I'm thinking him almost like, is he like a skinny dude with the mustache, safari hat? Okay. okay hold on. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm going to let you know. Let me see here. Jim. He's like the poster boy for that um, safari look. Oh, my yeah. God. Let me see. Let me see. I need to see him. Images. Jim Corbett. Most of them, they're going to be black and white, probably. Oh, a lot of them. Exactly how I pictured. 100% mustache. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Wow. And a lot of them have pictures of him next to man eater. So can we talk yeah. a little bit about the, what was her name? The Chumo, the Chamawat. What was her name? Champawat. Or as Ch- Dave says, the champ, the champ. The yeah. 100%. I mean, God, that's terrifying. 436, 436. people. She killed. Yeah. Wow. We did a whole, we did. So the, I, I use, he's written several books. He's, uh-huh. he's he has a famous book called the man eaters of Kumeon, which is where I get all of the information from. So I'm literally in our episodes where we do Jim Corbett stories. We, I'm basically getting all the information from the book, but putting it into my own words because he, he does talk kind of old timey British in a way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So just to make everything understandable, I use my own words. So if, if you go to listen to our show and you'll figure that out, but uh, the Champawat Tigers, yes. Uh, remember you guys talking 
on your last man eater episode how uh, the majority of these man eaters have some kind of an injury or something that prevents them from killing their natural prey and that is the exact same case with this tigress she had broken teeth her canine teeth on one side were completely broken so it was hard for her to hunt her natural prey and so what's easy to hunt humans Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did she wasn't it mainly women and like children mainly yes and elderly people pretty pretty standard uh, for all of these man eaters, it's normally uh, women and children. Not all the time. They they will kill some men, but for the most part, yes. And she'll, I mean, this might get gruesome. I, I'm just going to have to put a warning for this whole episode. But with man, I know, right? I'm not going to try to go around it. Yeah, screw it. Sorry, guys. This is not going to be kid-friendly. But don't man eaters, I mean, they usually eat everything, including parts of clothing. I mean, they usually only find little pieces of people. There's not much left. Let's just put it. There's not much left as long if they have enough time to eat them, because sometimes when they kill humans, other humans go looking for them. Yeah. So if they don't get um, forced off of it, yeah, it, it's they'll get some bones maybe, but they're scattered um, in some of these stories. Jim Corbett has come across um, a leg, a head. <sighs> He's yeah. but if the, if the tiger has the enough time to eat, most of it they will and you said a lot of these people were hindu right so they like to burn their loved ones or cremate that's correct not burn hello cremate their loved ones yeah not being able so actually one in one case jim corbett found the the leg of i I think it was a a young woman and he made sure to remember where it was because he was still not but he he made sure to go back and get it so that they could burn it for the Hindu, just because he, he was very familiar with the people there. So he brought it back specifically so they could feel better about it. Yeah, this this guy was the bravest man I've ever read about because he liked to hunt alone. He, yeah. he preferred hunting alone and he would spend multiple nights in trees hunting these tigers. Dude, it was amazing. There's no way. Like, there's no desire in my in, no. in any bone of my body, no pun intended, to even want to do this. It's just and and just to be alone. And why would he want to be alone? I found this interesting. But can you tell our listeners why he chose to hunt alone? Yeah. So he he wanted to be alone because he didn't want anybody else interfering with how he does things. Is base is more or less the part of it. There was a one, one time he tells a story because Jim Corbett was super good at calling animals and making animal sounds, making animal noises. And one time he found himself, he was um, hunting, he was making these leopard sounds. And at one time he was doing it so good that he found that another hunter was hunting him. Oh my Because gosh. of the sounds he was making. And so he doesn't want to get shot while he's hunting. And so that he that's a big part of why he does it. And he likes to do it his way. Yes, and he doesn't like to accept money for his... He, he, he didn't want to be considered a bounty hunter. He he loved these cats. He was such an environmentalist. And yeah. he, he, didn't, he, he didn't take a dime of anybody's money for hunting these uh, man-eaters. Yeah, and I, I like how you said that because he wasn't out just to kill animals. He really was a conservation. He didn't even want to do it, but he felt like it was his duty to do so. He felt it was his duty to save people from these man-eating tigers and leopards. It was That's what he wanted to do is help people. Yeah. And the, I, can't tell, I can't emphasize enough for, for these Indian people what – how bad these tigers were for them. Like they were scared to go out at night 
this oh it God. was uh, it's really fascinating they thought they wanted these tigers dead and they wanted them so dead they because this tiger has killed family members for some of these there was one where it killed the the man's wife and two of his young boys oh my god so you would obviously think that this guy wants this tiger dead and they were very welcoming to jim and everybody everybody loved him because of this because he was literally he was saving people and then and we, we say we love tigers and we definitely do but when you're killing 436 people it's yeah. fair enough I that's think. that's terrifying and this was and this was back in the 1900s right early 1900s this is like, for the champawat tigers it was 1907 i believe wow and, so, and this was his very first hunt was this specific tiger and this had been going on for years the champawat tiger and no yeah. one had because some of you might be listening and being like why doesn't people why don't they have guns or why don't they do this but they didn't have the technology right this was, is well they, they had the technology but it, we're talking about rural rural but, but people but the people didn't have like the no. the access to these types of things right no. this is like no not at all I, i'm imagining no. them in huts i mean really though yeah, or like oh, mud that's huts. exactly what it is yeah oh my god and just would go out and then and the cats would start getting bold, right? Some of these tigers oh, would, yeah. be, would be bold, right? They would attack in in daylight. They would if, if there was a um, some of the women were on a, at a stream or collecting sticks, like six, seven, eight of them. They didn't care, and they would just go grab one and walk off with one of the women. You know what? I have to go back to because you asked me, are there any animals that would give me chills, right? And I'll tell you what, I went behind the scenes. I was 13 years old at a zoo and they took me behind the scenes to see the tiger den. And there's something about going behind the scenes in a den at a zoo. Basically, it's just like the back area where they keep them in in, in night houses. And they had them walk in and it is, it's, it's terrible. I mean, it's pretty scary, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's not, and some of you might be listening kind of like, oh, well, I've seen a tiger next to the glass at the zoo. Like, this is different. This yeah. is like, this is right. Yeah. And you could actually, you know, hear them. And yes, I'll take that back. I'd say tigers, man. They, whew. fair enough. Tigers, <laughs> they're heavy hitters. And... If you could get, if I paid an all, all inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yes go ahead in, in a jurassic ball you know in, in a cage would, would you go oh. oh i would i mean they're still fascinating i just yeah and i've talked to both keepers oh i have a question what, what do you think would be worse being attacked by a tiger or a lion um mm. same same you, no. there's not one that you think would be worse no because those the big cats they kind of they go for the kill pretty quick mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Now, it, the animal you do not want to be attacked and and eaten by is like a hyena or a bear. Ugh. They oh. don't care if you're dead. They will just eat. They'll just eat. They don't care if you're dead or not. Oh, God. Yeah, I haven't listened to any hyena stories, but because uh, they disembowel their food. I mean, they literally. Yeah, if you've seen nature shows and they yeah, disembowel the correct. Or their, their, their bite is so powerful. They'll just break a leg. Yeah, you know, they start crunching bones, you know. Sure, sure. You're still, you're still there. Sir, you can probably yeah. hear my hyena right now. Yeah, the bears are oh, like, the bear, yeah, the bears are like that too, like you said. They just yep. completely, I mean, just, yeah. And I think that's why Timothy's, I think the audio was so horrifying. He, yeah, he could have yeah. been being eaten at that moment. We don't know for sure, yeah. but it's possible. Okay, so can we talk about a couple other man-eaters that maybe fascinate you for our uh, October episode? 
I've got a, I've got some more. Awesome. So uh, when we talk about man eaters, we're talking about like multiple kills. So there's another uh, Jim Corbett story that we cover, and it's yep. the hunt for the Chowgar tigress, another Ooh. tigress. Mm. And I I'm, I don't know if I'm saying Chowgar if that's correct or not, but it's hard re- reading in another language. Sure, sure. But uh, um, this was a female tigress alongside a juvenile cub. Oh. Yeah. So um, the this tigress and possibly the cub are responsible for at least sixty four kills. Oh my gosh! With at the least. cub, I haven't heard this one yet. Yeah, this one I think it's like episode forty four. But okay. we we talk about it and so what happened? Jim Corbett is he he's hunting them for a long period of time. He he finds them mm-hmm. and he thinks that he knows that it's a cub and a, a mother. So he accidentally shoots the wrong one. He shoots the cub. He mistook it for the mother because he knew that the mother was mostly responsible. Uh-huh. But he, after he shot the cub, he still felt like the cub probably did ate some people and played a role in it. So he he he, had, he went through like some of his mind games with himself, and so he didn't want to hunt to kill an innocent tiger, but he did. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, no, he didn't because it wasn't innocent. It probably played a role, and he let that play a part into his hunting so sure. he felt okay with it sure and then eventually he uh went and i can't remember how it's been weeks since i've yeah. read read up on the story yeah. but he did he did shoot her because i think this is the one that was charging right at him and oh he, my god he shot her. was this the one that had like the six-year-old with the grandma and was... <laughs> i'm losing track of my jim corbett yeah they're oh. pretty they're amazing yeah, I remember that part. But. Yeah, that, that was that might have been something. But yeah, this was another famous one. And th- there's at least a dozen, if I remember correctly, he hunted about a dozen man-eaters. And all together, these about a dozen man-eaters killed about at least 1,200 people. Wow. Man. Isn't that amazing? That's a lot of people. I mean, Jim saved a lot of people. Imagine if he wasn't there. Yeah, if, yeah. if he didn't, they, how many more would be dead because of him not going out and hunting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for the listeners to know too, like it takes a lot to get these man eaters. He doesn't just show up in a day and shoot them. Right. Uh, He spends weeks and months out in the wilderness hunting these tigers. Yeah. One of them, he had to take a break. Wasn't he? Yeah. He had to take a break. He had to go back and do like, it has been, it has been like two months since he's seen anything. So he goes back and then he doesn't, end up going back to the wilderness until another attack happens. So he knows whereabouts it happened. But yeah, he took like a, a month long break on that one because it was a, like a year long hunt. Wow. And he did it. Yeah. And I actually have yet to listen to your leopard episodes, but he also hunted leopards and he said they were more difficult. We, we don't than have tigers. those ones yet. We, we haven't covered the leopard. We we're st- still haven't got there, but yeah, there are some leopard episodes. Oh. And I remember him saying that he, actually thought that leopards were more dangerous than tigers this is jim corbett saying it. really J- because no, of why? how if i remember correctly it's because that the um leopards will hunt at night and they're more bold he oh. talked about how a leopard would literally sneak in through the windows of huts and drag people out oh yeah <laughs> oh my god and leopards are smaller but they're they're quicker they're more agile and they go up and they can go up into trees easier there's there's i can't remember everything he said but he does believe that leopards might be more dangerous than tigers yeah when i was in africa when i flew into nairobi i was talking to my friend who lives in nairobi and they literally have to 
lock their windows and make sure their doors are closed because leopards will sneak in and like take people's dogs and cats. Oh yeah. Yeah. For like sure. this is happening today. I mean, they're still, I mean, and they're more, uh-huh. I mean, they, and their leopards are, I think they're just a more, I guess, adaptable obviously than a bigger tiger. Cause they yeah. live in cities and you know, they are in mm-hmm. India too. Cause we're just encroaching on their habitat. So they're really prevalent. They're adapt. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Man, I'm very good at that. Yes. Well, please do a leopard one. Can you put that at the top of the list, oh, please? Yeah. It's the, the, he has the leopard of, he talks about the leopard of his, I think it's Panar. Mm. And this leopard has like a hundred and, no, sorry. The leopard of Panar is the second most deadly single animal ever. This leopard killed four, around 400. We don't know the exact, but right around 400. What? And is this in India <laughs> too? Yes, in in India, almost all of these are in from 1900 to about 1950-ish, give or take. Second leopard, Ruta Prayag. I, I think that's how you say it. Like I said, this one killed around 125 people, and this was a more famous one because it was more well documented. Because of the, I believe the one in Panar was a really. Um, really far out there in the wilderness and people didn't know much about it. Uh-huh. But yeah, Jim Corbett hunts both of these leopards and kills them. I, I still don't know the full ending to these ones. Oh, so stay tuned. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. We, we will cover these Jim Corbett um, leopard stories for sure. That's so cool. And I want to go back really quick. I know we kind of started with the Savo lions. We t- I want to go back to them though, because you went more in depth with the Savo lions, which I think are the most famous man eaters in history. Probably. Yeah. And have you both seen them at the field museum? Pictures. <laughs> what museum was that? The field the Chicago field. Oh, yeah. no, we, we, we have not seen the exhibit. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the first thing I wanted to do. And I don't think a lot, of, I think a lot of people pass it and don't realize what it is, you know, cause it's, they, and yeah, you mentioned yeah. this in your podcast, when you see them, they're a lot smaller than what, what they actually were. Yeah. I don't think it does. I don't think it quite does it justice. No. I mean, they're, they're really small. I mean, but it's cool to still see the skulls and I don't know. It still gives you chills looking at these skulls thinking, man, there's so much history here. There is that. Well, their their skins used to be um, rugs. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, what's the guy's name who shot him? I can't think of it. John o- Colonel Patterson. Michael Douglas. No, Michael Douglas. <laughs> Sorry, no, Val Kilmer. <laughs> oh, Mike, that was Val Kilmer's character. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he yeah he used them as rugs I think for like twenty years or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he did. But I guess the reason why I want to talk more about the Salvo lions is – so the research I did, they looked at proteins in their in their skins basically and said these lions actually only killed around three dozen people. And mm-hmm. I kind of liked what you guys said in the podcast because – because they basically they were saying that it's it's there's kind of it's mixed feelings. Some people think they killed over a hundred. Some people think they killed mm-hmm. only three dozen. And I kind of agree with after listening to your take because you guys said, listen, if they only killed three dozen people, why would it have been such a huge deal for him to hunt these lions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't that make sense? That that if he killed them. Or if if they didn't kill as many, it wouldn't be a big deal. Well, I, I mean, well, I feel like I feel like with the book and how his journal, uh, you know, C- Colonel Patterson said that he killed over a hundred, I think, one hundred and thirty people that the Savo Lions did, and oh, uh-huh. now research is coming out that they only killed like three dozen. And I think you guys were kind of right. saying, well, does that really add up? Because I mean, maybe he embellished the story a little, but I feel like. 
they must have had done a lot more damage in three dozen people than for him to, you know, because it took him nine months to kill him. Well, uh, that's possible. He, he very well could have embellished the story to make himself look better. Yeah, that's possible. But the fact we, we don't know how many are exactly how the lions killed. We don't know. But I I think about it now and like word spreads. Like if, if somebody dies from a lion, the word spreads and it builds fear. Yeah. And so maybe that's why it caused such a, a ruckus for the, the railway there. Um, it, I don't know. It could be a number of things. Yeah, I want to stay in that camp. They it, the camp is called Man Eaters Camp. Yeah, yeah, I remember you talking about that. I don't recall. I had never heard about that before. Yeah, my friend uh, Munir stayed there and almost was killed by two lions. I mean, seriously, like two. <laughs> wow. I, I swear to God, he was getting coffee. Walked. Yeah, he was getting. He was just getting walking back up to his truck to get his coffee press and turned around and there was just a male lion staring straight at him and you know maneless because they're in Savo but it was in man eaters that's camp. right there yeah I mean huh that's that would be that's scary I wonder yeah here we are earlier talking about that stuff just rare don't worry about it I know well, I know right well, should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened to my friend happened to this other guy i know <laughs> i know right it's but it's going up it still happens yeah. though i mean it's crazy yeah, to it think, though. would you both stay in man eaters camp oh yeah i would uh, that'd be fun i think so too yeah, yeah be, dave would you do that one all right yeah okay that sounds good but no but no shark diving for dave eh oh no none of that <laughs> one no <laughs> awesome well are there any other man eater stories that kind of stick out to you matt oh the the oh, uh, uh bear bear in uh, japan oh yeah so this is a, a famous serial killing bear in japan so japan does have bears They're you don't brown even bears, think of are, that no you don't think of bears but there's a there was a famous serial killing bear it's the legend of kesagaki is the name of the story. This was a a bear. It was a brown bear. Bear uh, brown bears are a, like the main species, and grizzlies are subspecies. I'm sure you know that. But um, so they had a brown bear there, and this brown bear went on a rampage over like a two or three day, and two or three days, and it killed like seven or eight people. And specifically, it came in. It broke through a cabin. And attacked and killed what, like three or four people, like uh, some of them children as well. Uh, uh, I can't, I, I can't. The details I'm spotting out, but it's that's a great story. And they have like, another guy who was like uh, a, a wannabe Jim Corbett in that story. He was like a drunk Japanese guy who actually went and hunted and successfully shot the bear. Oh but my god! His story is pretty wild it's a, too. It's a total movie. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it really is. I know that they both of these need to be movies. Like the Japanese bear, Jim Corbett. Man, I'm mm-hmm. serious. These could be big blockbusters. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then um, I got another one. This is one that we just finished covering. Okay. It's called. It's a famous story called Night of the Grizzlies. Ooh. Have you ever heard of it? No. And I'm just, it sounds like a haunt, like a <laughs> ghost story, you know? So it takes place yeah. in 1967 at Glacier National Park. Okay. And on this one night, a night in August, and on this one night, there were two separate bear attacks about a mile away from each other and about a couple hours away from each other. And on both of these attacks were two separate grizzly bears and they both killed a 19 year old woman. They both did. Wait, wait. So they had two 19 and 
there's a fa- it's a there's a famous book called Night of the Grizzlies, and there's even a documentary now if you want to get that. But yeah, it's an amazing story. And these were the very first ever recorded deaths in Glacier National Park, and they both happened in the exact same night. And oh, I'm getting chills into two 19-year-olds. So two separate 19-year-olds. Two separate mm-hmm. 19-year-olds on two separate locations. Were they just intense? They weren't intense. No, they were they sleeping were outside. The and they both worked for the park at the time. Oh, God. And yeah. Well, bear the, at the national parks back then, bear safety and security really wasn't an issue like they would they would um in yellowstone as well they would place bleachers up and throw trash and let the bears come and gather and bears would like just eat the trash while people watched on bleachers or something like that and i have that went on in yellowstone glacier and a bunch of other places dude that blows my mind so i just so i just went to yellowstone and i posted a youtube mm-hmm. video of me visiting old faithful which i kind of was like really that's it but anyway so went to old faithful but it's kind of <laughs> one of those things that you have to see at once and someone commented in some gal you know one of i guess one of my older fans and she was like that's so cool i used to love going there to see the bears and posted photos of the bears and i and i said what Bears were on exhibit at Old Fate. It was like a thing. You have to go check it out. She posted these old photographs huh. of her. Hmm. Um, well, not, but like of the bears. And I had no idea that they used to exhibit bears or I guess feed bears there. Oh, yeah. They used to feed bears and bears used to come up to people's windows and the cars and they would feed them. This is mostly black bears. Sure. But um, in Glacier, they, they literally... It was like an event. People would go there to see the bears and go there to watch them eat the trash. And sometimes the bears would fight each other. But if they were being calm, the some of the um, rangers, they would throw bacon in the trash to make them go wild. Oh, my gosh. That's and fight crazy. Each other. Man. And it, it was because of this story that bear conservation completely changed after the 60s. And now it's it's they made it to what it is now where in national parks, you don't go close to a bear. Right. Because of, the night, because of the Night of the Grizzlies. Because of Night of the Grizzlies story. And also, uh, interesting thing, if you've ever heard the, the um, saying, uh, bears attack women on their periods, <laughs> that comes from this story. Really? So they're they both? Because, no, it's not. It's a myth. It was just happenstance. But that's where that, that, that uh, story came from. It's from because of this story, wow. Night of the Grizzlies. And it was two separate bears. Two separate bears, and one of them was found to. Ha- one of them was really in a bad state, and they've. It's been a. It was, had been a problem bear for a while, with the rangers, but they didn't do anything about it back then. Like, they just like, yeah, we'll just let it be, because nobody had been killed at this point by bears. But when they when they killed the bear, they found that it had glass stuck in its gums. Ah. And it had, it was constantly aggravated and wasn't able to eat natural foods. So that's probably why it killed the woman. You feel bad for some of these animals. I mean, obviously you feel bad for the victims. But oh, yeah. Some of these yeah. animals. You do feel bad. It's not their fault. No. And like some, I could imagine, you know, back on DeSavo, the lions, um, you know, had a broken canine, missing incisors. Like that's, that's painful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and one of the tigers you covered, I forgot which one, but it had quills lodged in its in its leg from, oh, yeah. from porcupines and, and from a porcupine. Porcupines. Yeah, these quills. And it's just like, and it just were lodged in there and uh, had been there for a long time. And it's just, you kind of yeah. just feel bad for some of these man eaters. 
almost yeah. at least 90% of them are due to human inflicted injury of some kind or not maybe not human inflicted but some due to some kind of bad injury that turns them into hunting humans yeah and back onto Timothy Treadwell and I know we're going all over the place but they said that 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 grizzly it was a particularly what was it like there wasn't a lot of food plentiful that season or something like that and that's why it drove the bears they were trying to find you know obviously fatten up before hibernation <laughs> I don't recall exactly, but I do know that that bear move the bear that attacked him was new to the area, and it was if I recall it was a big male, but it was brand new to the area, and I don't know why it moved there. Uh, it could be for more food. I'm not certain. Man, do you both have nightmares all the time after covering these stories? Oh no, I sleep <laughs> great now. Just just when I go in the ocean, that's about it. <laughs> that's it. Not when, if you're out hiking around, do you ever recall some of these stories you guys have covered? Um, yeah, actually, it was just hiking the other, uh, not too long ago. It's like, there could be a cougar just right behind me. <laughs> I know you talked to the cougar yeah. guy already, so thanks, because now we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my God. Because he lives just an hour away from us, but <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you do, that does run through my mind, yes. But then again, I'm like, well, if it happens, I'll have a good story now. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Is there, have, do you guys have a favorite story you've covered by chance? We, do you, we've got um, a couple. I've, I've got one that always comes to my mind was the, uh, the, the tiger in, in Siberia. You remember oh that yeah. One? In our Siberian tiger yeah, episode. That one, oh. that one I like. Yeah. No, go for it. You tell oh, okay. me. You, you know the whole story. It's, it's like a tale of revenge. Like this guy in deep Siberia in the snow, like sure. stole a boar carcass from a tiger. And that tiger would was just hunting him for days after. And it was, it was just like, there's a book about it too. And a documentary about it. I can't remember everything that happened, but he, he, he waited. Shot, to... He shot at it. Oh yeah. He did shoot he at injured it. it. And injured it, but then, like, a couple days later, he when he got back into town, the tiger, like, followed him and <gasps> killed him outside of his little um, home right yeah, outside he starts, of there. He starts getting scared. He's like, oh, oh, man, this tiger's... And it's a farmland, so it's like your neighbor's miles down the road. Sure. So he goes to the neighbor's place. Hey, I think there's a tiger hunting me. And the neighbor's like, what are you crazy? Why did you come here? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want you here when a tiger's after you. Yeah, yeah I don't blame you. Oh my! And so yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. That, that one works just like a horror story too. Yeah, that one's a good one too. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite stories, and it's not going to be a man eater story. I'm gonna. I want to clarify that we are not <laughs> just about uh, animals killing people. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm like yeah. And I, I know this. <laughs> the topic of the podcast has been man eaters. <laughs> that is that. That's fair enough. We. You can call us an animal attack podcast, people, but know that we are more. People are going to email like, me like, these guys have no hearts. <laughs> like <this. laughs> I want to say that, we, yes, we do. Like, we've covered um, multiple uh, Ice Age type episodes, and those are some of my favorite. Yeah, those are neat. Um, invasive species, celebrity animals. Oh. Um, one of my favorites was our animals in warfare. Mm, so, talk about yeah. different ways that the animals have been used in warfare. Like, uh, elephants used to be used as executioners what for yeah they used elephants to <laughs> maybe this is worse than me I don't know. <laughs> wait what i think you're gonna talk about something happy like we've covered bunnies no wait what so, uh, they used elephants to execute people literally uh if they wanted to they would tie limbs to elephants and then spread them apart no that happened before what <laughs> 
Okay, then, well, hold on. We are. <laughs> let me think of something. We, okay, we've got this. You mean the other bears in the? Or we got we got the animals in World War like World War Two and World War One. Those are a little more uplifting. Like Stubby the Stubby the dog, <laughs> World War One. Yeah, highest decorated animal in the war. Yeah, yeah it was kind of amazing some of the stuff they would do. He got so used to. Uh, um, uh, a couple of cool stories for him. He uh, got used to the, you know, the sounds and everything. So he'd, when he'd hear, because you know it takes seconds before you'd hear the boom, um, or you know, you, you could hear the artillery going off in the distance, you know. And so he'd hear that and start barking, let everybody know. And so they they know, okay, we've got to get for cover. Yeah, they'd scatter. And and he'd also learn to. Um, to, or uh, when they were using gas warfare back then, mm-hmm. he he could tell from his you know because he had a better sense of smell. Sure, tell where not where not to go. He also interesting enough, um, a German made it to the British side of the of the line, and he because he was talking German, he knew he was the enemy. Barked at him, rah, rah, rah. They're like what the heck's going on? Until they then and the British found out. Oh, it was he's, a spy. He's a it was yeah. a spy. Oh yeah. my found out because gosh, of his what Stubby? Yeah. What a name! <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this. Up. I want to listen to that podcast. Uh, That's so fascinating. I just learned they were yeah. using rats to detect mines. Uh-huh. I learned that on my show, which oh, yeah, is insane. I think we covered that at one point, but yeah, they 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 definitely do. Yeah, I've had dolphins in the Navy. We did one episode where it's dedicated to um, people or animals that save people. So hero animals. We, oh, that's We, we got at least one of those. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better up that one. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I, I like it. I, I, like I said, I've been binge listening to this, and it should make you guys feel pretty cool because I'm building an alligator exhibit. So I'm literally listening to both of you. You're like both hanging out with me as I'm like building fences. And it's really cool. <laughs> nice. Like you guys have a part in this alligator building, so I appreciate that. Oh, that makes us feel good. Yes, nice. although Dave had no now idea. I want to come see it. I know, right? Well, Dave, I'm going to charge you a higher admission fee. You had no idea, like, like what animals had. I was like, sorry, I'm late. You're like, you have an alligator? What? <laughs> 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 yeah, we have two of them. No, you guys are more than welcome to come see it, man. Uh, especially once this, once we move them in and get it all cleared up and stuff like that. And we're neighbors. You guys are in Salt Lake, and I'm in. Uh, no, far at all. Yeah, absolutely. Any yeah. last minute uh, words of advice for our audience or where they can find the podcast or follow you possibly on social media? Oh, yeah. It's a force of nature. You can find us on just every Spotify, Apple, all the, every every platform you can find. And then you can, yeah, force of nature podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us there. We, po- we post a good amount of things, but yeah, we post a lot of fun things. Oh, and dude, check out. We just got our first bit of merch. Heck yeah. Oh, look at the Nice. What it's is... a Jaguar with bloody teeth. Nice <laughs> podcast. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, and that and... with damage on the back. Nice. Nice. So where can we get that t-shirt? <laughs> Go online to your, uh, to your website. No, we don't right now we're actually just kind of doing the pre-order stuff. Yeah. People just well, send them messages, letting us know if they want. Just find us on Instagram and yeah. Facebook for now. That sounds great. Do we cover all your stories? Do you have any other stories that you wanted to tell? <laughs> Let me see. I, oh, dude, we've got stories for days. I okay. mean, we could um, talk about turkeys being airdropped as parachutes. What? Um, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, don't you? instead of par- they were ran out of parachutes. So what's the next best thing? Uh, turkeys. 
What? <laughs> Slows it down a bit. You know? This is so... It actually worked okay, and they got a meal out of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go, go check this out. We Just wild, crazy stories. Uh, we're literally about to... Right after we're done with this, we're going to record our next episode, which is going to be a solo episode on Tasmanian Devils. Oh, man. Which are really cool. Man. That's going to be so cool. And... Man, and like we just talked about before we hit record, they're introduced back into Australia in one park. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just right above Sydney, they're re- reintroducing them there. That Haven't is, been there in thousands of years. That is, that's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing, you know, for the ecosystem and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. it should be good. That's going to be good. Have you guys ever seen Tasmanian Devils in person? No. no. I was, I just, was literally just. just Looney Tunes, first but. off, we're not <laughs> animal experts. I want to make that one well known. We're a couple idiots that just thought it would be fun to do an entertaining podcast. Actually, now I can kind of like he's getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah, I'd but say Dave you're up just there. reacts to it. And so I was showing Dave a, a video of Tasmanian devils, and he's like, "I thought they would be bigger." Yeah. <laughs> but no. they're they're not that big, but they're really cool animals. Dude, they are so good. you know. And we we just got back uh, this summer. We went to the San Diego Zoo, and they're one of the few zoos that have Tasmanian devils, and like one of the only animals I wanted to see. And of course, didn't see them. And we went out to dinner with my friend, who's been a keeper there for years, and she's like, "I've never seen them either," and she works there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, just because they're not. Yeah, I've I've been to San Diego Zoo. I didn't I didn't notice them. No. Have you been to the the wild animal park there? Oh yes. The safari park there. Dude, yes. That's have, uh, that's awesome. Dude, have you seen the platypus? Oh god, no? we talk about platypus in this Tasmanian Devil episode. Like, what are the the weirdest animals you can think They're so of. weird. And the safari park's the only place outside of Australia that you can see them. And it's so funny. The platypus is like the most VIP celebrity animal I've ever been around. Like you literally have to get <laughs> really? a, you literally have to get a special ticket to go see this platypus. And then, okay, so then they give you this special time and then you wait in line. So you, you, you get to the building and then you wait in line once you have your time. And then I remember I was so excited. Like I, you know, just like a kid in a candy store. Like there's, you know, like walking the platypus and this gal's like, hop, 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 hop. like stay there. <laughs> And so they literally, and this probably is due to COVID too, but they literally, each group, so it's my wife and I, they literally, they time you and you have 30 seconds and they have a time watch and it's just you Weird. and your group. So literally like, okay, next. And then you could go see the platypus. You can see like the TikTok. So crazy. Anyway, it was so cool though, man. It's like trying to visit Gilbert Godfrey at Comic-Con or something. Serious? Seriously. It's like, and he's like, they're like this big. They're like, they're like the size of a foot long sandwich. Like they're super tiny. It's funny though. It's like little animal. You know what I mean? But yeah, they're amazing. Venomous. Like, oh, they're yeah, weird. So yeah, they're, weird. yeah, that spine on their foot. We're, wow. we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it in about an hour, Dave. So okay. you have to. And on top of that, yeah. to add on to the platypus, because um, my friends at the safari park, they work there. They treat it like a highly dangerous animal, like a venomous cobra. They have the same procedures yeah. as a like behind the scenes with alarms and like different like you know double locked like they wow. take and it's like this like i said it's like the size of a foot long like and it looks you know what i mean like yeah, wow. weird. <laughs> anyway well yeah, then, that would be weird especially if it got out and you're hearing I, so, yeah, danger danger find the platypus <laughs> i know right yeah so uh, super neat animals but yeah it's at the safari park but okay thank you guys so much i know you have to record an episode thank you for taking the time matt thank you for reaching out man i appreciate it Oh, I'm, I'm really glad I did. It was, I'm, 
I'm really glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Absol- this is great. Absolutely. And Dave, if you're bored or you have trouble sleeping, check out my podcast, dude. Animals <laughs> to the max. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will. No, seriously. We have some really good episodes. I told him to. Actually, like, Dave, you got some homework and I guess he didn't even do it. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I will. Don't no, worry. No, Dave, there's some good ones. There's some good episodes with some other experts around the world. But no, thank you for doing this. And I'm so excited to listen to all of your episodes. How many episodes do you have? Over 100, right? No, we're getting there. I think this is going to be 90. Okay. This next one will be 90, I believe. Cool, cool. Well, I cannot wait to listen to all of them. And don't mind me if I send you little DMs on Instagram like, holy crap. (laughs) Or like, I can't believe this. I encourage it. You already gave us an uh, an iTunes review. So thank you for that. Hey, Hey, Dave, can you do, come on, please. Can you please uh, reciprocate the uh, the favor? Dave, I would love an (laughs) iTunes review. But can I get it from Dave? <laughs> you got it. Okay. So yeah, got we'll it. make Dave do it. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. No, oh, thank, thank you. you. We appreciate it as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.